from our studios in New York City and Miami, Florida. You are listening to The Striking Corner with Eric Rivera and Vinny Scotto. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Striking Corner Podcast. I am your host, Eric Rivera, and as always, I am being joined by my good friend, Vinny Scotto. What's going on, man? What up, what up? Well, we guys, we finally did it. We finally made it. We are officially at episode 100. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody for joining us and uh, being so supportive uh, of this podcast for so long to the, uh, to the five people that listen to us. I thank you very much for all your support. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, we, uh, you know, it took us a lot longer than it should have a lot longer than Vinny wanted. Um, It was probably on time for me. Um, But yeah, (laughs) we're happy to be here at episode 100 and, you know, we you know, our goal is to keep this going. And uh, my goal, and hopefully, you know, and with some help from Vinny, is probably to keep uh, it from not falling by the wayside um, as much as it should, as much as it does. Sorry, sometimes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, so thank you for, you know, definitely want to say that uh, really, you know, we appreciate all the support and everything from everybody. Um, you know, we've had. Uh, every guest that's come on has, you know, and, and people have, you know, told us that they like hearing the show. They like what we're doing for the community and we just do it because, you know, we love it. So uh, they mostly like to hear me talk shit to you. Yeah. And I know people like to talk shit to Vinny, which is uh, sorry, uh, him to talk shit to me, which is why um, I think a lot of you tune in. So <laughs> that's a I good thing, man. That, I only say that because a lot of people have said that to me. Yeah. That's their part. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, well, with that said, guys, this episode of The Striking Corner, episode 100, is brought to you by our good friends here in my uh, state of Florida, Florida Kickboxing Academy, that is FKA. They are at 7655 Enterprise Drive, Suite A6 in Riviera Beach, Florida. That's near West Palm Beach, uh, zip code 33404. And the owner there is, of course, our good friend, uh, very talented fighter, very talented coach as well, Asa Ten Pao. Uh, he has Muay Thai for Adults, where he is the coach, uh, along with Marek Dadas, Jason Samchai. They also... Um, have Muay Thai for Kids, and that is taught by Asa as well, Joe Mueller, Tyler Matsukas, and their jiu-jitsu coach at the gym is Michael Spallholtz. So once again, that's Florida Kickboxing Academy, our good friends, um, Asa Tempau over there at FKA in Riviera Beach, which is uh, just north of us, just north of where I am here in Fort Lauderdale in West Palm Beach. So thank you guys for always supporting us, um, FKA. And with that said, you know, for this episode of The Striking Corner, it being episode 100, um, you know, we wanted to do, wanted to bring somebody that's actually been on the show quite a few times, but he's done so much for the sport, I would say, in the last four years um, and really helped, uh, you know, the sport 
grow internationally in a sense or Muay Thai, not the sport, but Muay Thai in America and the U.S. Uh, federation be recognized more internationally and our fighters get more recognized internationally, gain experience in big tournaments um, overseas. You know, it's really been a lot of hard work that he's done with the rest of the United States Muay, Muay Thai Federation. So shout out to people like Stefan, of course, and uh, Marcy Maxwell, um, all of them. Um, that actually came up on the screen. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Vinny just told me to move back because he's staring at my forehead. You would see that pop up if you are watching the video version of this podcast. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this is how we communicate sometimes. But anyways, guys, you know, just a shout out to everybody that's part of the USMF. And obviously, the person that we have on right now is the president of the U.S. Muay Thai Federation. It is Michael Chase Corley. We will be with him in just one second. So uh, just stay tuned and we'll be right back. The Striking Corner. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Striking Corner. And it is official. We are at episode 100. After what seems like a hundred years, <laughs> we are finally here. Um, I know some podcasts got that got you that you might listen to have gotten to that number, maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe in a couple of months. But it took us a good five years to get there. Um, slow and steady like wins the race, as they say. Everything else with Eric involved <laughs> takes very long time, but we're still here. And, uh, you know, we're very happy to be here and to, you know, add to that. Uh, we have a very special guest, a good friend of ours, um, and somebody very important in the world, and it oh. is none other than the president himself, Michael Chase Corley of the USMF. <laughs> what is going on, man? What's up, guys? I'm very uh, happy to be here. This is your 100th episode. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you, man. We're happy to have you on. Uh, you know, we're happy to. Well, I mean, I think I think things. Uh, you know, we've been talking about a lot of stuff going on, obviously with COVID nineteen, and obviously there's a bunch of situations going on in, in the U.S. right now. But I think uh, things are looking a little bit better for you guys, especially you guys that are gym owners. Um, things are starting to pick up, um, especially for you. At least, Michael, you know, you guys opened, what, how long ago were you guys, what, two weeks ago now or a week ago? Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, three weeks. Three weeks now. Yeah. And, Vinny, you, I saw you were doing your, your thing in the in the, park, yeah, in the parking lot, I'm, right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing classes in, out, outside in the parking lot because uh, right now New York City, um, some of New York has opened already, but New York City is just starting phase one on Monday, t on uh, tomorrow. And I'm in phase four, unfortunately. So it's going to be a little, little bit of time before we can open up inside again. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, at least, at least you, you know, you had people out there, and you know, Mike, you're Michael, you're back in, back in business. How is it? How is it? I mean, especially, you know, it's been a while since we talked to you, but, um, and especially during this whole thing, I know you were posting a lot of stuff with the USMF and talking about, you know, uh, you know, everybody was you know, bouncing ideas back and forth to stay alive, you know, with, uh, with oh, business wise. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so how's it been these three weeks? I mean, is it, you know, how are the guidelines there? Cause Texas can 
sometimes be the wild, wild west and always has been. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we opened, I think, one of the first states. I think Arizona beat us by a couple of days. Yeah. But um, it first started as uh, 25% and just of uh, 25% occupancy. And then uh, just a few days ago, it got up to 50% occupancy. And so when I first uh, opened, I was, you know, distancing my bags I was setting up everything, all these, you know, things. And then the first day gyms opened in Texas, all I saw was like sparring and people like nobody, like it was like out the door, you know, gyms open shit. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, man, but I did it for uh, a couple of weeks. And then we slowly got into, you know, uh, partner pad work um try and maintain the same partner some of these people have been working out together during the quarantine now for three months you know they were working out in parks together so uh i don't see a problem with them working out with a with you know if they want to wear a mask not wear a mask do pads but we're still not doing you know sparring or clinching just yet yeah yeah i think it's going to be a while before we get back to that yeah yeah so, I mean, I guess, I guess the thing that we want to kind of discuss, obviously we've, we've talked a lot about that subject, um, during the last few podcasts. And I mean, I think the positive is that at least it seems like people are, you know, happily getting back into the swing of things. And that's great, you know, because, uh, there was a, there was a lot of worry going on, uh, for a little bit and hopefully, you know, things continue that way. Obviously we have to see how everything's gonna turn out. Like I was talking to Vinny yesterday, because we were talking about, you know, with all the protests and things going on and all that stuff going on, like, you know, cases are like, especially here in Florida, cases are going up. But I'm just wondering, like, you know, is there going to be a correlation between cases and hospitalization and all that type of stuff? Because ultimately, that's what they were doing it for, you know. So, yep. um, like, if we see an uptick in cases, but, you know, not an uptick in hospitalizations, and especially with everything going on right now with, uh with the protests and everybody being out, like if there's sure, if there's going to be cases increasing, but hospitalizations don't, then I think we might be in a, in a position where things are, you know, people are going to be like, well, I think we're in a clear and it's not hitting as hard as we thought it was, or it's not hitting as hard as it was initially. And things can kind of just keep doing what they're doing. So hopefully it moves in that direction. I mean, Vinny, I remember you were telling me a, a while back, remember we were talking about like, hopefully this thing just one day disappears. Like, yeah, just out of nowhere, it just stops. And hopefully it, uh, it is, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it, it is. It seems like it has. I, yeah. I, I don't really hear much. Well, about it it's because the there's anymore. like, yeah, it's because the narrative has changed, but obviously, you know, and, and it could be, you know, I don't know, man, it's, it's 5g and all these things, you know, they're lying to us. You never <laughs> know, dude. <laughs> so where do you, where do you see, um, where do you see the Muay Thai community headed right now without being able, with people not being able to compete, um, you know, really train the way we normally train? What, what do you see happening for well, USA I, Muay Thai? I, uh, well, before all this, I think we were in a really great place. I think we were building a, a lot of momentum. I think things were on the up. Um, <clears throat> people are seeing uh, UFC right now and they're thinking that we're close to getting back to fights, but UFC is a big player and <laughs> they have ESPN behind them and all kinds of money. And the, some of the States are just now releasing guidelines for um, promoters. And I can tell you right now, Muay Thai is not going to be uh, 
you know, up, you know what I mean? Like the promoters in Muay Thai aren't making tons of money. Uh, the crowds aren't the same as MMA. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, I think it's going to be delayed more than what people think. And I don't want, you know, I'm not, I <laughs> gotta be realistic. I mean, cause what the States are releasing right now, the state athletic commissions is very tough right now. I think for a Muay Thai promoter to put on a show right now. So, um, uh, whew, it's tough, but stay after it, I guess. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question. If, um, you know, obviously one of the, one of the main goals for, for the USMF is to achieve the, you know, the U S Olympic committee recognition so that when it comes to States, we can, you know, bypass the athletic commissions. If that was the case and we had the recognition at this point, would we be able to make our own guidelines and not pay attention to the athletic commissions? Uh, yeah, to an extent, but we'd have to follow our international body and their, uh, their, they've advocated for no competition right now. Wait, you, you, you broke up a little bit actually. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah, you're right in a sense, but we, we, we still have to follow our international body and they're calling for, uh, no okay. competition right now. Yeah. No, no, I, I understand that. I was just curious if it worked the same way <laughs> in a situation like this. Yeah, we would still uh, we would have to follow kind of what um, states like Texas. We have a thing where they 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 label stuff as professional sports, and then they label stuff as like uh, I think they called stuff uh, sport gatherings, which I would guess would be amateur and stuff like that. And then they have uh, like camps just opened up, but there's all these different uh, regulations for each one of those. Hmm. Be be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, and it, and it does, it does, uh, as you were saying, uh, Michael, like, it does suck because things were in such a good place. I think we were moving in such a positive direction. Not to say that we, we won't continue doing that. And, you know, the hope is that we will continue doing that. Um, but that kind of like everybody, everybody, I think at the end of the day, you know, the one thing that we have to see is that kind of everybody got grinded to a halt, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, with the UFC alone doing its thing, um, you know, they're still, they're doing things. They're doing things like, well, you got the talk of the whole private island thing, um, yeah. but then you also they're doing their they're doing their shows. Uh, what is it within their own uh, performance center, the UFC performance yeah. center? So they're not really, yeah. you know, it's not really that they're doing things um, uh, like I would say as normal. You know, they're being able to like broadcast these things and everything, but it's uh, it's a lot more difficult. And and I think um, you know they the and they have training. That's my question. How are the athletes training if old gyms are supposed to be closed? Yeah. Well, it's not only that, too. I mean, it, it's how the international, because you also have international fighters, and how are they going to, some of them, how are they going to travel? How are they going to make it? Um, you know, then you get the testing, and then you already had those issues with, you know, one guy getting tested positive, and then, you know, what do you do in that situation? And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of remains to be seen. That's obviously because – you know, Dana does whatever he wants, which is fine because it's his organization. But there's certain things that we can't do in Muay Thai to that extent because we don't have that that amount. No, of, we don't have yeah. we don't have promoters that are going to pay for all the required testing. Yeah. That's going to be nice. like that right there is already going to shut the book on any oh, for sure shows yeah. going on. Like if they say all of our timekeepers, referees, judges, uh, officials, everything need to be tested, and you need to test all athletes, they're going to be like. uh, Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I think I was reading up. 
I think I was reading a post from, I don't know if you saw that, but a post from Steve Fossum of the IKF, and they were even discussing it. I think they had moved the show. They were planning on moving it to November, their world classic or whatever. Um, uh-huh. the, the You know, the, the yearly tournament um, that they do yeah. here. They actually do it here in Orlando. And, you know, it's the same thing. Like the cost, the cost of getting a test, because I think they were trying to follow the guidelines in the sense that what do they test every fighter twice or something like that? Um doing twice per fighter in an event where you're a tournament and like, you know, hundreds of people are competing, you know, there's just no way the promoter is going to be able to handle that, especially the way. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get some better developments. And if any state Florida, I think would be one of the first ones. So that would be, I'd say, what is it? Florida, Arizona. Those are good. They're in the good place right now, I guess with the, leniency on the guidelines and oh, everything well yeah 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 We're, i mean florida florida does whatever the fucking wants man <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been like that forever yeah, uh, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen the i've seen the florida gyms no I, i'm with y'all 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 train keep training <laughs> yeah actually florida, the funny yeah i went world i went the uh last week to my to my coach's gym and i kind of had a kind of had to send them a message <laughs> and be like, uh-huh. yeah, let's, let's try to like do at least the bare minimum here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah, they're not, they're not really checking any. I mean, he was even saying, I think he was saying, I don't want to put it out there, but I, I guess you know, he was saying that he was doing like privates and things like that occasionally. And nobody was ever like checking in or, you know, I, and I think a lot of people were doing that. Like, you know, yeah, and these people, some of these people that have, uh, this is their this is their number one. They don't. Some of them don't work as uh, uh, you know. They don't have another job. They're the, this is their business. You know, so yeah. they don't all uh, work for cruise ship lines like you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like I said, we're, we're we're an industry that got hit hard, but you know, some of them, you know, there's yeah. a lot of money behind it. So, um, so we, you know, I've been able to keep that in there. But no, but I'm saying it's fine. Like as long as you're like because I think if you're doing things like privately and private one-on-one sessions and maybe you've consistently worked with that person for a long time. I don't see if, you know, I know it might be a risk, but it's probably not going to be as high as a risk as something, you know, as, you know, as holding a class with like 15 people, 20 people, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's why he was saying, he's like, no, nobody ever questioned that now that they opened. I mean, when we had our class, I could see people were walking by because right next door, there's actually a, a little Caesar's pizza. And people were going in for the, you know, that people were going in for their five dollar for their five dollar pizzas, and uh, <laughs> and they were just look, staring in like, yo, these people are crazy, you know. You could tell, you know, but you guys got to think about yeah. like uh, what I think about that I think could happen would be the first thing that you know people should try to get to is uh, they do it a lot in Europe and then in like uh, Hong Kong I, I've been in different fights there and I've seen it but they do it always in boxing is is more make it like a gala where it's tables like uh, dinner tables because like right now in Texas I think it's bumped up to you can have an eight person table as long as you're following the occupancy standards so there I don't think I mean we're looking at there's no concerts anywhere um, yeah, it, you're seeing comedy clubs open up, but they're doing tables. And so I think that's kind of like the, the loophole right now that maybe, uh, promoters can look at tournaments. I know it's going to be really tough because that's what it's a general, like, uh, like not standing area, but like a general assembly area where they're mm-hmm. all sitting close, but you know, I'm hoping with sh- some shows maybe in, you know, Florida, uh, Texas, Arizona, some like one-off, you know, 
shows will happen. That'll be great. Yeah, for but sure. it's like maybe it's got to do that, you know, tables or whatever. But it's hard because what's what sells the most tickets is GA, you know. So if you, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And I, yeah, because I think what I guess the assumption is there with the tables is that. You know, well, you can so you can distance the tables, you know, with the acquire, you know, the required six feet. But then everybody at the table would, I guess, technically have to be somebody that lives in the same house, you know, no, or something like not, that. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not doing. That. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's kind of like that kind of thing. And yeah, and those yeah. those usually usually are the more pricey seats. Like you were saying, general admission is where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be tough for a while. Yeah. So no, but I, I bring, but I bring good news, my friends. I bring good news. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 it, let us hear it. <laughs> um, they, uh, IFMA, under the patronage of the International Olympic Committee, is going to have a virtual World Championships, um, <clears throat> starting with USA Nationals, uh, July first through August thirty first. Pan Am's September 1st through September 30th, and then the World Championships uh, October 1st through October 10th. Uh, you're probably saying, how can you do that? And <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be any combative things of it, but there's going to be base- there's going to be Y Crew, uh, Shadow Boxing, Max Fit, and Aero Fit. And these are going to be uh, medaled sports. Uh, so it's, it's kind of cool. I think it's really good for kids right now that are stuck and not able to compete and do something and this will be uh something really cool for them uh, so this, is, um, this is a youth world championship only correct well the youth world championships was uh postponed like it's canceled it's not happening yeah. this year the adult world championship is uh pending they're going to make a decision june 30th uh okay. and it's um in the united arab emirates i believe it's in abu dhabi but um if uh it all depends on what they come up with june 30th mm-hmm. um but yeah it it originally is it's a replacement of the youth world championships and i'm going to guess that most of our participants are going to be youth but it is available to adults and then for the first time it's there's going to be a uh, masters division as well for over 40 oh wow all oh, right i'm getting yeah. close to that one <laughs> and i know and i know you know you've been gearing up for arrow fit for a long time <laughs> uh, you know it man you know it that's that's my that's my thing although the y crew man i i've, I've got a pretty good y crew so yeah um <laughs> so how how exactly i mean i don't know if you want to go into complete detail how how is the virtual championships going to work okay so starting july 1st um y crew and AeroFit uh, are going to be video submission, and based upon the videos that are sent in, we uh, we tier those and uh, rank them and put them in a into a bracket. Uh, okay. Then there'll be like a live head-to-head um, live video thing where there'll be like two uh, contestants and then a judges panel all on uh, live video. Then shadow boxing is just going to be a live event and max fit is just going to be a live event and it's going to be um you know blue corner red corner there's a score sheet for it there's criteria for all of these and uh, be pretty cool i think yeah once it gets out and people see what it is we hope to release it and uh about a week or two so people can start gearing up for it because uh the max fit one it's a little tough i gotta you know 
they won't be using me for the uh, example footage or anything. Like that. <laughs> well, okay. What's the difference between MaxFit and AeroFit? AeroFit, okay. So like MaxFit is like uh, the first round is like a demonstration of like core work and they have all these different like exercises you do. And the second round is like uh, upper body and the third round is lower body where AeroFit is like choreographed fitness with a costume, two minutes, break dance mixed with a flying knee elbow kind of thing like that so yeah. what is it like it oh so it's like demonstration almost kind of like that what is it like the uh i would say it's like uh moy baron meets break dancing okay gotcha <laughs> and where and where and where did the where do you get the costume from uh you can you can call me i, I have a, a four <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, what we do, what we do in the times of need. But, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Obviously, I like the the idea of the – I mean, the Y crew competition is cool, interesting, keeping obviously keeping with tradition. Um, yeah. And, you know, there are very, very cool, uh, you know, variations on the Y crew, so that's cool. And then the idea of – well, MaxFit seems like, yeah, it's going to be basically tough in the sense that it's sort of a fitness challenge, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I like the idea of, of keeping the kids active and, and giving them a goal, something to work towards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't That's, seen uh, any other sports doing any type of virtual championship or anything. No, it's, it's not. And uh, one of the, the things I think, uh, I don't know about other schools, I talked to a couple gyms, and the, the adults came back first to my gym. I, my kids have been not – they didn't come back, like, right away. And I feel like, mm-hmm. man, it's just like – so tough right now they've been stuck at home a lot of them been homeschooled by their parents for the last like month or two of their school it's just been really tough you know so yeah i think there's something cool to you know get them motivated summertime some uh some states don't even have summer camps available so that's it's just really you know Texas just started allowing it uh there's a lot of regulation to it but i mean something to do for the kids this summer i think will be really cool i just think yeah i mean i i think i think the 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 issue with that like is just you know people might be uh, you know i'm me speaking as as a dad you know i i think to myself i think you know people would be completely open to let's say me saying oh dude i'll go you know if i get sick whatever you know um, and even though it doesn't affect kids, but now you have all these like sort of, you know, even though there's like there's that, you know, the rare condition that could, you know, can occur. I think people mm-hmm. are just still weirded out, especially if, you know, they don't want their kid to be a guinea pig in the sense of yeah. let's let's not test that test that waters just yet. You know, so I think that's that's the issue there I, when I think when it comes to getting kids back into the gym. So this is cool in the sense that they will be active. You know, I, and I'm talking because I got my kids at home and trust me, I would you know, totally want them to be involved in something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And look, this is the thing about this is that it's a, it's, it's open to everyone. Mm-hmm. And when we do our um, registration uh, with the Federation, United States Muay Thai Federation, we'll have some kind of, uh, we'll, we'll likely have a waiver uh, for registration as just if like, if your club's not registered, or, you know, obviously if your club's not registered, you as an athlete aren't registered, but uh, we'll have something where it's very affordable so that it's not, you know, some money grab, you know, because we see those out there right now too. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to be uh, something that's inclusive for everybody. 
And there's some other cool stuff that we're doing. I know that adults may not be, you know, jumping at the bit to do this, but there's going to be um, coaching seminars that are going to like go over pad holding, how to warm up an athlete, uh, nutrition, like WADA, anti-doping. There's going to be athlete seminars where they're going to talk about, you know, are you training in a healthy environment, nutrition, water, weight cutting. Uh, it's just, they got so many different things they're going to be doing to try and keep people, you know, motivated, active, and, you know, yeah. keeping with Muay Thai, you know? Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like, and I, I think it sounds more like in a sense of almost like a virtual expo in a sense. Yeah. You know? Um, what are the, there's not any sports doing that. Actually, I think it's pretty yeah. cool. There's a lot of, you know, the, the, the purist, as people like to say, I think that's just dumb. But anyway, they're like, oh, that's lame. That's uh, okay. But what are you doing? You're not doing anything. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you, you kids should learn why crew anyway. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I'd like to see shadow box too. Let me see your kid's shadow box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might as well we, do something, you know. Yeah. We talked about, you know, we talked about it a lot during this, like, um, one, one good thing throughout this, you know, kind of virtual life we've been living is that people get to focus a little bit more on their shadow boxing. Cause a lot of times people, when they shadow box, they look at it as a chore, like, man, I don't want to shadow box. So oh, they man. don't realize the importance behind it. I was happy the first like uh, two weeks we did like distance bag class and shadow boxing. I love that stuff. Cause it's like, it's your core, it's your fundamentals, the basics. Yep. And you'd be surprised how many people struggle with shadow boxing. And it's, uh, I always say, if you can't shadow box, you can't fight. So it's like, yeah. it's, 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 it's your foundation. It's everything. So, yeah, no. And in that whole idea of, you know, working on technique, fine tuning technique, you know, there's a lot of things that we kind of, uh, well, you know, cause a lot of guys, a lot of guys, especially they, you know, when they go into the gym, they, they want to spar, they want to coach. Yeah. yeah. They want to do pad work. You know, that's where they feel like they're actually getting work done. And, this kind of takes that away, but it doesn't mean that you can't continue training Muay Thai. I mean, I mean, if you go to Thailand, like when I, you know, when I went to Thailand and everything, it's like while you're waiting to get on the pads, what you're doing is either work in the bag or you're on your shadow boxing for like, you know, 30 minutes, you know? So, um, you know, there's something to be said about that, that strategy of, of always focusing on technique, you know? So, um, and that's why, you know, that's why the, the technique is the way it is. And, and they're so solid in it, um, cause they work on those fundamentals consistently. I mean, that's the one thing too, that I always saw in Thailand. And I think we all can agree on is a lot of times you look at these gyms that do really well and they're not really doing, it's not like they're doing things that are, that are like out of the box thinking, man. It's just really drilling, uh, really drilling the basics and just drilling them well. You know, and just being there, a lot of the best fighters are just really, really good at the basics. You know, I mean, you think of things like Yatsen Klai hitting you with a left kick, and everybody knows he's going to throw a left kick. Just nobody can, you know, <laughs> nobody can stop that, you know. So, um, I mean, that's just kind of one of those things. For, yeah. Bag work is good for hardening you up, too. It makes you punch harder. And mm -hmm. it's, yeah. uh, it's it's good, man. It's, 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 it's becoming a lost, a lost, lost art. art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody posts videos of them hitting the bag. It's always pad work and, you know, highlight reels of them beating up their sparring partners at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm always like, before I start sessions now, there's like cameras up in the rafters and someone's, it's one's like posted up on a shoe over there. I'm like, man, turn y'all's cameras off. 
<laughs> world, that's that's the social media world we live in, man. Yeah, <laughs> doing it. They're, they're they're fighting for likes, time and place. Time and place. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, so going back to so we know that the virtual championship is gonna. Uh, well, the virtual. What are they calling it? The uh, the virtual world championships. And uh, I think it's like a hashtag, like Muay Thai Connects or Muay Thai Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, we got a lot of work to do here in the U.S. We're going to be launching uh, all the information out here soon. This is probably the first like announcement of it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> I hope people, I hope people get motivated for it and excited for it. The kids, especially, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to design. You know, we have some of the best people that Jeff DeHillo has put together. He's got a lot of cool guys that are designing stuff and we're going to put together a cool shirt and just try and get the community going on something while we obviously have no fights or anything coming up, you know? Yeah. Well, it sounds good. And definitely to spread the word. At the end of the day, right now with everything going on, you know, a lot of people still not working, stuck at home, just slowly getting back into the gym. I mean, why not? Why not do it? Yeah. Yeah. Just, what do you have to lose? You know, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's my thought process. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the, the initial, obviously, man, the initial gut reaction to hearing it is kind of like, ah, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, to be honest with you, but at the same time, it's not, you know, obviously we support the USMF. We support obviously if mine, the thing is, it's, it's just, the reason it's happening is because there really isn't another option right now. It's not like they wanted to. Ju- it's like if if they would have conjured this up during any op- any moment that's not oh, COVID, yeah. you'd be like, dude, what are they doing? You know. But it's really because there is no other option. It's the only chance we have to sort of unite the community and stay active and 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 kind of at least, yeah, like you said, I think I think it's going to be a lot more. Um, appealing definitely to the kids than it is going to be uh, for an adult. Um, but I mean, that's a good thing too. I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot about the youth um, and you've, you've, you know, mentioned about how the youth is important and getting them involved in these types of things and, and starting them off young in, in Muay Thai. And so these are, that's part of the, this is definitely part of that, you know, get them yeah. started in doing uh, these things and, and, and it is, and it is competition. Um it is being viewed by, like you were saying, like you guys are going to be, there's going to be people from IFMA judging this, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, and what, and so, yeah. So speaking of that, are they going to be giving out prizes or what are they doing in that case? No, it's like a full on, like IFMA gold medal. Okay. Yeah, they're going to do, do a virtual um, podium thing where it's going to be, uh, like celebrities and like, you know, former champions are going to be doing the uh, handing out of the medals. Right. So it's like they have like this big gala set up for October in Bangkok where it's going to have like, you know, three big screens, a whole nine. It's going to be like a nice, it's going to look like one of those America's got talent things or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's supposed to look real good. So, well, you know, on the, um, on the U S side, you know, before getting to IFMA, you have to make it through through the U.S. championships, right? So you you could actually be now that you're you know you passed your C class judge course, <laughs> you could actually be designated arrow fit judge, right That's out all. the gate. You're, you're <laughs> you were, you can put that on your judge and referee credentials. I've judge and refereed at world championships. 
Yeah, you guys have been really pushing this Aerofit thing for all day today, man. <laughs> On me, Aerofit judge, man. It's like I've already been designated. Is there is the USMF have a? I know Stefan is the uh, the head of uh, of judging and JJ refereeing. Is there a head of Aerofit? Because That's I'll gladly throw my about. hat in the ring if you need that. <laughs> yeah, we, if you passed your class D, we can definitely look at that. <laughs> Yeah, so there, th that's today is that we were um, breaking down. We st we're basically setting up. These are, to me, it's like four different world championships. So we had to, like, set up a crew of referee and judges for Max Fit, Shadow Boxing, Y Crew, and Arrow Fit. And, uh, you know, I would it's, – it's tough. That's going to be a good task for them to handle on who they hand out, you know, who's the <laughs> Max Fit – uh judge and who's the arrow fit you know that's a tough one yeah yeah i mean but I'm, I'm i mean you guys are still working on all this so i'm sure there's like a specific there's going to be a i mean obviously it's going to be like specific criteria of what you're looking for how oh, are you going to like, yeah it's like when this is released to uh all the potential athletes and like the the kids and their parents it's like so detailed like even how the camera set up uh mm -hmm the angle they wanted at the, the size of this, that, you know, they, uh, it's all set up there. Like for when you do the workouts, it's like how many reps of this you can do in a time and how many reps of this you can do at a time. The Y crew, it talks about how you like it, it, it has certain uh, movements that are required for the Y crew in there too. So it's, it's pretty detailed. Oh, cool. Cool. And so just, I guess, to to go back to, so right now it's in the initial phases when, in the sense of you guys have announced it, but it's still being, like, all those details are being worked on. When when can we expect? Well, this, this is kind of the first announcement, actually. Yeah. Well, IFMA announced it. It was kind of a soft announcement, mm -hmm. and they're going to do, do a bigger one. It's up on their website, uh, which is, I'd like to go back to that, muaythai.sport. Okay. It's really cool because it's now, like, officially – an Olympic uh, thing on there, you know, uh, not officially recognized as a official sport. It's still provisional, but we've been, we're getting one step closer. They've given us the dot sport domain and they've even given on national federation like us, us Muay Thai, uh, the dot sport, which has helped me like get in with athletic commissions to start, you know, having those conversations about us sanctioning our own stuff. So mm -hmm. that's, but going back to it, yeah, it's all on the, the website. We want to kind of make an easier landing page for the U.S. athletes, like a one-page, uh, have everything on there, you know, frequently asked questions about, because there's going to be a lot of questions, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, just everything listed out there. And there's there's a, there's actual damage. There's already done, uh, IFMA's already done um, bouts, like demoed uh, on there so people can get an idea of how it's going to go down. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's, uh, like I said, um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but I think at the end of the day, you got, I mean, knowing how IFMA does things and how you guys put everything together as well, I think it's going to be solid once in its execution. And I think it's going to be uh, good for, like I said, for the kids and it, it's going to show at least bring everybody together for Muay Thai in the sense that nobody can, uh, we can't technically compete right now. It, Who knows when that's going to happen? Something, something else, you know, it's uh, it's just fun. You think about all the kids that you have at the gym. It's just like we always say, how many people in your gym actually compete it, or and then compete at a high level? Mm -hmm. How many? I mean, some of them would 
not have that opportunity to compete on the USA team as an athlete fighting, you know, a class, you know, this gives a chance for everyone in your class that you teach Y crew to that they could go and represent their country and something with Muay Thai. I think that's something pretty cool. Well, yeah, because even even some people, you know, a, a lot of our, I'm sure a lot of our gyms here in the States are, are people who do it just for the workout of it, you know, so they have no interest in competing. I mean, I have people that come to my gym that they don't even spar. They don't want to spar. They just want to, you know, come in for the workout. So, like, this gives that group of people an opportunity to compete also. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like, you're right. I think that's going to be cool. And especially not only just compete uh it's going to be competing at an international level like recognized yeah. by the you know um organization that runs uh you know muay thai competition worldwide in a sense you know so this is that is like a big deal um and i think that's that's great man and i mean i think moving and moving on from that what is i mean I, and i know this might be a, not more of a serious issue in the sense of getting into when things i know they've postponed things um when does ifma itself do have they had any um or given any hints on when they believe let's say do they have any idea of a phase one phase two phase three of things or no uh no i think a lot of that's going to be on june 30th they already postponed the the world games Mm -hmm. uh that was here in alabama for that was in 2021 it's now going to be in 2022 so Mm -hmm. uh yeah, that's the only thing I know right now. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you were saying that they're going to have a June 30th call. We're going to going to see how it's everything's kind of going. Uh, yeah, the adult uh championships which um I think it's I think uh it's going to be tough to host that right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, no, I mean like even if it was at uh December, I think it would still be tough. Uh there might be something that people can do regionally at that point but i don't think an international uh event not yeah, I don't maybe, maybe like uh you know like pan ams or something like that yeah just you know certain regions that could get together possibly mm-hmm. well yeah i mean i think it's going to be along the lines of what we're seeing with all the major competitions when it comes to you know uh everything really i mean the olympics got pushed back an entire year till next summer pretty much and um, you know, I think if my can, I think you might, you might end up, you know, I'm not saying that that's what I'm, what I'm thinking they might decide is that would probably be where, you know, things really getting back to somewhat of normal, normal is probably not going to be until summer of 2021, maybe. You no, know? no, <laughs> not even. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't, you know, I've been saying some, you know, things and make it seem like i'm in a bad mood no i want it by the end of this year something <laughs> something. something well no 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 i'm not saying i'm not saying nothing i'm saying um the larger yeah uh, like the I, thing I, like the adults I, uh, like i think one of their one of the most prestigious tournaments that they have is, is the euro tournament the european tournament mm. i don't see that happening um i don't see I just, uh, yeah, it's just going to be tough, you know. Um, you know, it was funny. It's not funny at all. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, just before the, the Pan Ams were this year, um, we said, hey, 
it's this is this is when it was all about to get started. I think it was uh, end of February, maybe the f- beginning of March. I'm, I'm not. I'm, this has all been a blur to me the last three months. Yeah, is that um, we we had a tough decision, and I said, you know what? I just think it's bad. I said we're pulling the U.S. team, and everyone respected our wishes. And I was I, I felt bad because I'm like a very competitive person, and as you guys know, I'm like, oh man. But yeah. I I leaned on caution there, and then. Uh, some other teams ended up not going. Brazil got stuck in Peru for a while. Like a couple teams got stuck there because it's like started getting real. It, it like jumped off, you know, real quick there, like 48 hours, things changed. Just like it, when it all was happening in the U S things were getting locked down real quick, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, Oh, thank goodness. I didn't send you know, five U S athletes trapped in Peru. And Oh yeah. man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> That would have not been fun. I mean, just thinking about this, like like how that happened, it's just that's how I see why it's not gonna there's not gonna be any international stuff for a while. Well, yeah, you just have I mean, and, and this is like I said, coming from since I work in, in basically in that travel industry, you're having a whole bunch of issues with let's say in the cruise line industry, you're having issues with ports not being open, so that's why they can't sail or go. Um but then you have this whole issue that I think the most important issue right now that people don't think about is there are a lot of, you know, airlines, planes, airports that are just not um, open or accepting uh, flights in. And not only that, you run the risk of, let's say, opening up too early. You run the risk of going to a country. And if that country says, hey, you know, you guys are Americans. Uh, America has been hit the heart like U.S. has been hit the hardest right now. All of you got to be in quarantine for two weeks. You know, yeah. before you can even compete, you know, that's a whole other issue. You know, those are all those types of things. All those type of questions need to be asked because that's kind of what happens, especially if you're talking about international competition and going into those types of things. And you were saying like and Europe. I mean, Europe even, is even even on top of all that. You, you also have the issue of the fear that people have of doing things, being around crowds of people. Yeah. So I think that plays a part also. Yeah. No, and, and, and Europe, you were talking about Europe. I mean, that's their biggest, one of their biggest, most prestigious. And, you know, Europe, unfortunately, got got pretty hammered by it. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, obviously teams like Italy, Spain, France, uh, which have, you know, are very active, are probably not going to be going anywhere anytime, anytime soon in that sense, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, I, that's why I was saying, I'm not saying, that's why I was saying the 2021, summer 2021 is saying of like things going back to normal, normal. Um, although I think, you know, we will see inklings of things opening up. Do you, probably do you mean sooner. like normal, normal or the new normal? <laughs> no, don't say <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Corley loves that term, man. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, it it, it is, um, even if it's, um small i do hope that everyone uh is able to do something this year uh i don't know the dates of everything anymore i know uh uh usmto is september i know tba is october uh ikf i don't know is when is that one november i think they said november yeah yeah and then i don't know that uh a wka one was just I mean, he was trying to do that one really close to here. I don't know how that's happening. Uh, I just hope everything is, you know, anybody that gets to compete this year, I'm, man, that's. Uh, that's great. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. if you're going to get the chance, I would say if you're going to get the chance and it's, it's able to be done safely and you can travel to the location or whatever, and you can do it, then I would say, you know, go ahead and do it. But I'm right. just saying, you know, like, yeah, they might be able to, um, I think you were saying it too, like with the USMTO, that's, that's in Arizona, right? That's are we talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right. So, and Arizona's, I guess, been a little bit more lenient in the way they're running things. Um, you know, you might be able to see something go there, happen there. It's just about that. The other issue is just how many people, obviously they're going to see a drop off in how many people compete, but at least, you know, there will be some competition for people to try to get out there and do it, you know? So, right. you know, I, I mean, all that all remains to be seen, but I mean, hopefully, like I was saying, man, I, and I don't want to keep dragging that whole issue of like, you know, of everything that's going on back in, but it's just like, hopefully, as we were saying, you know, that, even though, you know, we keep on hearing cases going up or whatever, but I think what matters the most is, you know, hospitalizations and people actually getting really, really sick, you know, um, mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, health is the most important. So, but if we see people are, you know, able to go along and do things and, and not seem that affected by it, then I think we can, you know, I think those, those phasing openings are going to be fine. And I hope it just, you know, as we said before, it just disappears, or starts fading out as, as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, man. So let's talk, uh, let's talk a uh, hundredth episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you know, we're like, like I said, man, we're, we're, uh, this has been a long, it's, it's, it's been a long ride to get here and we wanted to, I guess in a way we wanted to kind of, one of the things I, I thought was good about having you on was because you've been, man, you've been in this game for such a long time in the sense of like trying not only as a fighter, but then coming into it and fighting for what we're seeing today with the growth of USMF and growth of Muay Thai. And the and I think it, it's just so great because at the end of the day, like, like I said, it, it, it was rough because it kind of things were going so well and we kind of got hit with this, but it, at least in a way it's like, at least we're not alone. It's not like the U S alone is suffering this, no. you know, this, this, I, this I, issue, it, you know, it's been, uh, there's some good that's come out of this. We've got more people on our like USA Muay Thai calls. Mm -hmm. We've been working better together. Uh, we had the, um, you know, the whole, uh, COVID business, you know, thing to help out mm -hmm. gym owners. And I thought that was really good. And we got a good response from that. And it's mm -hmm. just, uh, during this, you know, time we've, we've actually brought some, you know, people together. And I think everybody's like equally hungry and, and we've, we've just been positive and we just keep, uh, you know, this thing, this, uh, virtual world championships can be a positive and just bring everybody together, you know, and just, uh, when this thing's open up, go and support it, man. Whoever's the first that can get open. If you're able to financially and, you know, healthy, go do it, go do it, man. Like let's bounce back and do this. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And like, and what I'm saying, what I was saying about like you being in the game for such a long time also is just that, you know, we've been doing this podcast and we've kind of like, when we've been doing this podcast up until this, time you know it's it's always been that conversation of like when is it going to blow up when is it going to blow up when is it going and and it, and i think Vinny, we can say and i, I mean you've, you've you can chime in as well there too mike uh, is that the the jump of it's been kind of that up and down you know like there was those 
there been those there have been those times where you know we've had these great you know I, I would say peaks in the sense where you know lion fight was at its you know at its top and everybody was really enjoying it and then that kind of faded out a bit but then glory came in um and not necessarily muay thai but obviously it came in and it had his ups and downs um then you now like with one you have that you had muay thai premier league you had uh what was it m1 you know bringing people over you had uh push kick promotions you had all these different things that were just trying and failing and trying and failing but and i think Vinny and i got behind every single one and we're like yeah this is gonna be the shit this is gonna be the shit and then (laughs) you know because we were always excited and then it's it's kind of been like up and down but i feel like Definitely during the last, I don't know, I would say in, because I guess we, you know, we're very positive about it, but at the same time, you know, in the last two years, three years, um, four years or so, like this little uptake of, you know, people are starting to get more involved. We're starting to see, you know, more people fighting more, more Americans are kind of going out there and doing things, um, uh, going out there and competing at an international level when it wasn't IFMA yet. Like, well, it was still IFMA, I'm sorry, but they were doing things by themselves, let's say in a Max Muay Thai and making their names known in Thailand and staying out there and starting to do little things here and there. And and, and now, you know, you had, you know, the biggest thing for us before, you know, COVID hit was obviously Janet Todd winning a, winning a world championship. And then also, you know, IFMA, we were having, you know, great competitions where the youth was dominating and good showings by the by the american teams i mean everything is moving in that direction so um i think for like that 100th episode what i think is it's like we've even coming to this 100th episode it's like it's great because the off and on has always been there but it's kind of like we've come a long way in that time and and uh and i'm hoping that we step out of this and uh yeah step out of this and it's just going to be even better. Like, and I think it's, these people are going to be so hungry. That's the one thing like that hunger you're talking about is I feel like, man, when things open, you know, we're already seeing it. People are hungry to get out there. You know, they're hungry to get out, get out of the house right now. They're hungry to get out of the house and cause some, some ruckus too, man, but let's get them, let's get them, you know, channeled in the right direction. (laughs) Their two weight classes heavier than what they compete in. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I think, uh, what you said is is right. Uh, it's you know even people that love us or hate us, you can't deny like the experience that this has given people. The, uh, the last four and a half years of uh, USMF, um, you know, there's just so many athletes: uh, Janet, Becca, Tierra, mm-hmm. uh, just naming those three women there uh jackie selena all these uh i'm sorry coral uh, an amazing uh year as well all these people have gotten over five six and then some of those people the first three i know i said i said them first because they've had 15 or 16 if i'm about international fights this has propelled them you just can't get that in the u.s and it's the the people that want to hate and all that stuff and listen, it's tough. It's very hard to f- make weight every day and fight hard international competition. Well, the question is what, why they hate. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, always, no matter what you do, you're going to have, you know, yeah. but, uh, that being said, it's just like even the men, you know, Asa Tempau, Troy Jones, so many people, have, uh, whether or not some people did it just once, 
just getting the taste and seeing international competition probably boosted their training when they went back home. And maybe they never did another IFMA again and they started cleaning up and doing well in glory or their local uh, WCK show in California or whatever. You know, it it either breaks you or, or it boosts you. You know, a lot of people go up from there. And uh, I, I'm happy that I helped with that. They did the work, but I'm saying I'm happy that we gave them a platform because it wasn't so easy to get this stuff uh, back in the day. You know, it was very uh, regionalized USA teams. It wasn't a full-on thing, you know. So uh, I'm happy we're getting a lot of coaches, international experience. I think everybody's – in the last four years, the level is raising, even with the, the coaching and – Coaches are getting better, not just the athletes. I think it's uh, it's been really good. And and well, what do you? I mean, that's really the whole point of the federation is to to give the community in the country that opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't see it as that yet because of the way it was in the past. But that's that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, and and I know, I mean, I know the answer is obviously it's gone up and everything, but. Um, in the sense of, you know, you're in all these meetings, you're, in, you're talking with all these people over at IFMA, you have all these connections over there and speaking with, you know, the different federations and everything. And I know, you know, we, we made a splash definitely with our youth. Uh, I know the women uh, on the U.S. team, you know, the, the women you mentioned um, have obviously shown, you know, uh, what, what the American, Americans can do. Um, so how, how is it now, like, when you talk to them and coming from the American Federation and, and how they're seeing, you know, um, the American Muay Thai scene? They're scared. <laughs> they say hello. They recognize you. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, our opinion, it, there's some, like, you know, when we come to the table, we have, like, a, we have a voice, you know, mm. whereas it's like, what the hell do we care? You guys suck. You know what? I mean, I don't want to put you on, I don't want to, you know, have you blast anything out there, but I mean, was that in those, in, you know, in those, in these four years that you've been, you know, really working at this and, you know, we've seen this growth and it's been fantastic, man. You know, and, and, and I'm 100% uh, happy to know you and happy to, to support you and support the USMF and everything that you've been doing, man. Cause we, I think it's, it's, for all the haters out there, you know, with all these things that come back, it's it's definitely like, dude, it's palpable. You can see the results. You know, you can see the yeah. things that are happening. I think what happens is sometimes people believe that people obviously automatically believe that, oh, uh, you know, because we have too much here of like an instant gratification sort of society. So it's like, well, if Muay Thai, if if the Muay Thai team for the United States goes to Bangkok and doesn't wipe out everyone and get gold medals, then they're a failure, you know. But that's because yeah. they're uneducated and don't know what the hell they're talking about because yeah. they don't know how big some of these other countries have been in this sport and we haven't been. But now, um, like I was saying, what I wanted to ask you is like, did you see that at first where you went confronted with that when you were trying to get in there where they were trying to tell you, ah, well, we don't want to pay attention to you because you guys no, aren't no, really that just, important. It just wasn't, it was just not, uh, just not respect. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's slowly getting there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, I think we've done well in the last four years, but like I've said on previous podcasts, I'm not, as long as I'm, at it or involved in some way if i'm not the president a coach or whatever i'm 
not stopping until we're like the best. Like that's the whole goal is to mm-hmm. not just be good to be the best. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's grown, um, but it's not where I want it yet. Oh, of it's course not. not like yeah. SAA, yeah, you know what I mean. We're not uh, Belarus. We're not Russia yet, as far as not Thailand. You know, not being a Thai uh, country, but you know, it just all you got to do is go to it. Even the people that have gone to it and they have some kind of uh, thing that it's usually a personal thing with somebody, but they can't deny the experience of competition. Um, if you're a referee, you can't deny the experience of the education. All, as a coach, you can't deny the experience of seeing uh, all these different coaches operate, how these guys are holding pads, how they're warming up their fighters. There's nothing like that. And so the, the, the people that, you know, usually have negative things. Have never been there one, and if they've been there and they had a bad thing, they, I don't know, somebody, they had a, a personal thing, and uh, that happens sometimes. Yeah, can't be a hundred percent, you know. Yeah. If any, if any has a personal issue, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that happened to him over there. You know, he couldn't. <laughs> it's, a, it's not not good for on air talk. <laughs> He got sick and couldn't attend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's the the semifinals and the finals. Yeah, you, to, you got to you got to be careful. Yeah. He's just texting me is like, dude, I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But no, yeah. Like I think, I mean, honestly, man, for me, and I think people that have that have heard this podcast have heard me like a bunch of times say it. I mean, it was. It was a dream of mine when I was a fighter, but it wasn't a possibility when I was fighting because it was very sporadic, the chances of going, you know, or very difficult for the the organization of, of the team at that time. Um, right. And then, you know, and then now it's like, that's one of the reasons, and I was, <laughs> Vinny made a joke about it, but I made a joke about it too, which was bef- definitely about why I wanted to be a ref and like start doing it. it's because like yeah you know i'm at an age where i'm not i can't there's no way i'm jumping in the ring again you know right. um but i still want to be involved in the sport and i love it and it's so now it's like you know i want to be a, a judge or a ref and work on that you know and if it starts with Aerofit, well let's start with there you know like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but now nah, you know like that's that's my goal is to i i definitely um you know vinny's already been able to go over there and see and you know live with live through uh, an ifma tournament but my my goal is to do that as well and hopefully either as just an observer or you know judging and seeing that because for me that is the pinnacle of 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 muay thai competition you know that's yeah. what it is um yeah and that speaking of that i had to pull this up on my phone real quick just because um yes it when it beca- when it's like uh i would say around 140 140 pounds or lower yes obviously thai stadiums is you know second to none mm-hmm. but there are very good ties that are in the ifma tournament so there's like a, this thing where it's like oh it's not this like can i read off some people here uh manasak Kanansak, mm-hmm. Chawatsana, Kim, Kim, everybody knows Kim sits on Pinong, Yodsen mm-hmm. uh, Clive, Vitaly Kirkhoff, Jimmy Vano, Yodwicha, Artem Levin, Yodsen Clive, Pet Bunchu, Super Bon, Arthur Koshenko, Andre Kulabin. That's men that just. That's just men, yeah. Female, <laughs> Sophia Olofsson, Neely Block, Alina Leshkev, Loma, Valentina, Antonina, Saucing, Joanna, Lomani, like. Yeah. 
it's Come a, on, man. It's a Stop. who's. I mean, and, and and the funny thing is, it's like uh, a who's who of people that right now are known, even in yeah. the MMA world, like here in America. Like if you don't understand who those people are, um, before if you didn't know who they are, well, those people jumped into MMA, and were just like, especially on the female side, and are destroying people. You know, yeah. Um, you know, Joanna, Valentina. You know, like those are people that you know they went from having these records and fighting in IFMA before and that has taken them to where they are today at that level in the ufc and in uh well in in, in other cha- like in one championship as well in other organizations and large organizations i mean these are people yeah. that are lumpany and raja stadium champions exactly you know? so like come on i just i get that sometimes where it's like oh that's not real muay thai i'm like yeah it's not real muay thai yeah. yeah, it's 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 not. <laughs> but, but I want I want to know what gives someone the right to say that like it's not real. Is it because you're wearing full gear? Yeah, you Is have to. Why? You you have to when you fight six times in a week, you have to wear gear because it's a it's a tournament, and if you you know your shins get split open, your eyes yeah. get cut open, like. This is just because you're fighting six times, you know? So yeah. it's I don't it's not a big argument with me. If you go, you see, you ask the athletes themselves. I think Jeff DeHillo's got a documentary coming out where he talks to all of these athletes. They'll tell you, you know, it's tough. So those people, that's okay. They they're they're in that frame. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I, you know, we're not we're not gonna get everybody. You yeah, know? we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna be everybody. So. Yeah, because I always feel to my, I mean, I always think to myself, well, you mentioned Yadsen Klein, and I've always been a fan of him, and I'm feeling like whether that kick is fucking padded or not, I don't want to yeah. get hit with that shit. You know, no. <laughs> so like it, <laughs> you know, no. I, it's real Muay Thai when like if you get kicked in the head and knocked out, it doesn't matter if it was padded or not. That was real Muay Thai right there, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> so and to, to be honest, I, you know, I saw the, the pads that if uses up close and personal and they're really not much of a pad. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they're more like what you were saying, Michael, it's. Uh, it's more to avoid cuts than it is really yeah. to avoid anything yeah. else, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what it is. It's to avoid cuts and bru- uh, and possibly a little bit of bruising and things like that. So just to extend your ability to continue on in the tournament. But yeah. besides that, you know, you are fighting real Muay Thai and you're fighting the best in the world. So, you know, and I've seen those comments on Facebook here and there and, and in other places, I used to get well. upset, but now I'm, I'm just, I'm past it. You know, now. where they'd be it's like, no, it's, well, it's not Muay Thai. Like, I've never fought with pads. Like, that's some sort of badass realization that you never, I mean, badass thing that you've never fought with pads before. When it's like, yeah, but where have you fought, man? Did you, like, you know, if you fought in some local tournament, not taking away from local tournaments, but, or local shows here in America, not fighting with pads there is very different than not fighting with pads in something that's a world class event. You know, or, yeah, or fighting yeah. against a world class fighter, um, and if you fight with pads with a world class fighter, you might be, uh, you know, surprised how uh, difficult yeah. it'll be. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think we can go on for hours about all no, this stuff, dude. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> stop. <laughs> I'm trying to get you riled up, man. I'll, you no, know, I used to honestly. <laughs> I used to get really fired up but now i just realized honestly the, the 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 best thing for me i mean i'd be at the tournaments you could ask some of the people i would be whoo i couldn't i would have like these like 
I'd have to like sit down. I would just, I couldn't, uh, I'd be so riled up or anxiety or just everything all accumulated. But the best thing I've learned from this is I just can't make everyone happy and uh, just try. You do things and some people just aren't going to be happy with it. And that's just how it is. We're not going to make everybody happy, but I think the majority of people have enjoyed uh, their experiences. And if someone voices it to me in a, you know, professional way, which some have, I've made the changes to make it better for them. So that's, that's all I can do. You know, uh, I yeah. used to get really pissed off. Y'all, y'all probably seen me on messenger before, like, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't, I don't even comment on things anymore. You know, there's been some stuff. Uh, I don't know. Was it this year or was it? Yeah. This year into 2019 where people say stuff about selection teams and all that stuff. I'm not even going to say their name. They don't, it, it's, it's not worth it. You know, I had all these people have my phone number. I'm the only person that of all these heads of organizations, I post my phone number. It's the same number as my gym number. 832-326-6453. You can call me about it's the Muay Thai hotline. Call me and give me your, your grievances. And some have only like a couple people. And they actually were like, man, I'm glad I talked to you. I, I, I kind of understand now. I'm like, cool. You know, the people that go online and do all that stuff. That's great. You know, it doesn't do anything for the advancement of Muay Thai. You know, we can all talk to each other. I could call Vinny and call you and, It'll get better sorted that way than starting up a whole chain of comments and craziness. So yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. And I think, and I think that's always the the problem with social media too is that you can never, you especially, I and mean, it's the same problem with texts and things like that. Sometimes is that you can't account <laughs> for tone, so you don't yeah. even know. Like sometimes somebody might just have written something and they're not even angry, and then you think they're angry, and then you it's like a back and forth that way too, and yeah. um. But yeah, and there's a lot of things that can be lost in in when you're writing something to somebody that you know it's very different being speaking to someone. But that's kind of like the where we live in right now is where everyone will just air their grievances online before they'll actually like reach out and call somebody about it. Right. Um, you know, or and then think about it themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. But I mean, it's just you know that's what it is, and I and I and and that's why I mean I've never understood. I mean, no, well, you know what? No, I do understand. The, the whole idea of the problems with this, you know, not the, the selection committee at one point and, and all that. But, I you know, I, we've tried We've said it here on the podcast that, like, you know, you're trying to be and everyone's trying to be as clear as possible. But the problem with fighters sometimes that I think happens is that everybody thinks they're a world beater, man. And Well, that's the thing is that yeah. we're still trying to educate all the, the levels. Mm -hmm. um, all those athletes I named, I could tell you that. Uh, aside from Yotsin Klein, like Kim, 80% of Muay Thai people in America don't know who those people are. And I can tell you they're very dangerous. And they're, <laughs> just because just because you're like 11 and 2 as an amateur, I, I'm telling you, these guys have, you know, 150 IFMA style fights, but also have 50 pro style fights. And listen, I'm just, I don't do this to like say, you know, you're, let's just give them that chance. Let's give them that chance in a lower level tournament, maybe a, a Pan Am or, uh, uh, you know, something like that, but let's not send them to the world championships. Uh, it's just not, it doesn't pan out well. No, for sure. Get, and get I mean, your numbers up. And then it ends up actually hurting the athlete, you know, a oh, lot, for I've sure. seen it happen, you know? So, you know, somebody getting, getting, somebody getting like knocked out or just completely dominated or break them. And, and I think that's part of, part of, I mean, you, you also, obviously you're a coach, 
aside from being, a, you know, uh, the president of the USMF, but you're also a coach and you've also been there and you've also officiated at, you know, you, you, you know that at the end of the day, you're trying to protect somebody. And a lot of times with fighters, you got to protect them from themselves because yeah. there's guys who will say, oh, dude, I'll fucking fight Tyson in his prime. And you're like, yeah. nah, dude. No. <laughs> yeah, well, some, yeah, no, some of the coaches, some of the coaches, they want that USA jacket. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all good, man. We're, we're we got a good thing going. I'm glad you guys are doing good. I enjoy listening to your guys' podcast. Uh, everyone in USA Muay Thai should listen to it. It's a uh, it's a good thing. I'm glad that you guys uh, made it to 100. Which one was the uh, the one at TBA, the round table. That was a wild one. <laughs> that was like but, but I, to to be honest, you, it was technically in days and time a long time ago, but it was less than ten episodes ago because oh wow, Eric is a very big. Um, I'm gonna stop there. But the reason why after five years, when we're supposed to be doing a biweekly podcast, that we're only at episode 100, is because Eric is a I'll stop there. Yeah. Again. Hardworking man. He's a hardworking yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you fill in the blank. <laughs> but yeah, so um, hopefully we can we can reach 200 a lot sooner than we reached 100. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I would say if if it had if Vinny hadn't stepped in at some point, um, which he was like episode 15, really, or episode 12. Was when Vinny Something started like working with me. Um, I don't think this would have ever gone as long as it did. Um, so you know, I, I, I mean, don't think it would have ever started after ten. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's definitely moved in that direction, and it's always kind of like, oh, we'll try to do it, we'll try to do it, and uh, until Vinny was just like, yeah, let's let's. I mean, even with like the video ones, you know, the video podcast. Now it's. We were kind of thinking, oh, we'll wait until 100. And the point is, like, why wait? You know, Um, let's just start doing it now. So, no, man, we're definitely going to keep up. We're definitely going to keep talking to you guys and and see what you guys are doing. And and obviously follow all the uh, USMF, uh, you know, and we take sometimes uh, uh, advice from from you. I don't really have much of a choice to follow. (laughs) Uh, you know, we take advice from you, Corley, and some other people w- within the USMF about, you know, hey, you know, look out for this guy or look out for this girl and maybe we should get her on the podcast, you know, and, yeah. you know, because, I mean, it used to be very focused. I think we would say, you know, it used to be very focused. We were trying to get the best of the best on the podcast, but you really, you realize after a while that that isn't always the best story. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a lot of times they're not always the best interviews because they've been there, done that. They've probably done a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and so really the ones that are coming up and are hungry and, and we've had a lot of great podcasts with those hungry fighters that are just now getting started and kind of tell their story of how they do. Cause, and, and, cause they inspire the other ones, you know, they inspire the younger ones, uh, the younger generation that's coming up. And, and uh, that's, I think that that makes for better listening for a lot of people and it's more relatable. You know, yeah, they got to believe it. it's something they can do. You know, how, how many times have you been on now? Uh, me, a couple. And then I think I had to help Becca because she can't speak. <laughs> she's not a very good, <laughs> she's not a very good like public speaker. Uh, and I was on the the round table, the infamous round table one. 
Yeah. The and I, I think we had one with just you on it also before. Yeah, you. I think I did a couple. I oh, and I then did. another one with you and Patrick. Yeah, there was the Pat. Oh, YDL, YDL, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's been on like four or five times already. Yeah. 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 I think you've been our most uh, our MVP. You've been I'm, our most valuable. I'm the, <laughs> I have the I have the most views because it's like five podcasts combined. As one. <laughs> but it's like some some people have like one and they're like, <laughs> yeah. no, for yeah. sure. But no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think you've done a lot. Like we bring you on because you've done a lot of stuff. You also impart like really good knowledge of of sort of the operating. It's because at, at the end of the day, we, you know, you kind of want to look at. We always look at you too. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Muay Thai as a, as as uh, just the singular act of being in the ring. You know, yeah. the fight. It's you know the fight only. And then you know, and you know, and, and Vinny's called me out on it sometimes, which like I say, I appreciate too. Where he'll be like, "Hey, man, we're always asking the same questions to the fighters. It's the same thing over and over again." You know, yeah. So it, it definitely or it, it gets to the point too where you ask the coaches the same thing, or and really, it's it's Muay Thai is has everything you know so you know you you bring in the guys that cover the sport you know we had jeff on you know who's who comes with a totally different perspective because he's coming at it from the creative point of view and how to maximize the views via social you know and via via the digital side of things and then you know promoters and you obviously doing these moving all the pieces when it comes to trying to get this thing uh our team internationally recognized and making sure we are uh, picking the correct people to go and represent and, you know, making sure we have a good standing internationally. So I think it, there's a lot of moving pieces and it's, re it's really important to have those conversations. And, uh, I'm happy. With, I'm happy with where we're at and I hope to, with, the goal is to continue doing it. <laughs> right on. Right on. All right, man. Well, we won't, uh, we won't keep you any longer. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> be on the lookout guys virtual world championships oh if for sure athlete, if you're a coach there's going to be something for everybody education for coaches parents athletes there's going to be something for everybody like you said it's going to be like a big old muay thai virtual expo so be on the lookout and thank you guys for having me on sure and you can you just uh i guess for the whole uh for the virtual world championships give us some some dates to look out for july 1st through July 15th will likely be the video submission portion of the, uh, uh, in the registration. So that'll be, we'll announce it next week, okay. but July 1st through the 15th will likely be the video submission for those, uh, events and registration. And then we'll get started. Um, I think the first week of August, because we're going to do two weeks of video review and, uh, putting the things into brackets and everything. And then like every weekend in August, uh, up until the 22nd, there's going to be uh, something going on. You know, like one weekend will be because I imagine Y Crew and Shadow Boxing will have a lot more entries than Arrow Fit, but I may be wrong uh, in Max Fit. But we're allocating possibly four weekends for that, and then Max Fit and Arrow Fit just one weekend. So we'll see. Okay, cool. So I mean, cool. we'll we'll keep in touch with you offline, obviously, and any updates and stuff like that. We'll we'll announce them on future podcasts as well and uh and keep everybody up to date on the world championships so remember that guys they're coming up world championships you know stay involved you know uh showcase you know showcase the skills that you have and that you've built throughout this entire downtime you know and uh and keep on keep on working and keep on supporting the sport and michael man is as always man awesome to talk to you 
Uh, we appreciate and, um, everything you're doing with the sport, man. And uh, before, thank you guys. before we before we go, aside from your personal phone number, how can uh, people find you? <laughs> oh man, I gave I had a my Instagram handle was I only claimed it as USA Muay Thai just so in the future we could eventually put it towards USMF. So I used to be at USA Muay Thai. That's now the USMF's handle. But me is uh, Corley. I mean at Corley HMT. So. Corley HMT is the Instagram and then uh, Facebook, Michael Chase Corley. I'm on there. Um, email m.corley at usamoytai.sport. Awesome. All right. Cool. Great, man. And, and what about Tinder? <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right man so I, I you know awesome to have you on like i said we appreciate everything you're doing for the sport and um we'll talk to you again soon and yeah man let's uh let's blow this thing up with a virtual world championship and then hopefully soon all of our athletes everywhere uh will start being able to compete and if you get the chance to do it in the states that can do it uh let's start rocking man and let's start doing it do it. Thank All you guys. Right, thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. A big thank you once again to Michael Chase Corley, uh, president of the United States Muay Thai Federation. Uh, once again, like I always say, done a lot of great stuff for the sport. Always good to talk to him. Doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, really happy to have him um, on this podcast, especially celebrating with us. 100 episodes and really that's just 100 episode is not really honestly it's a big milestone when it comes to when you think about the numbers but in the podcast world it's really kind of just getting started still so we're going to keep doing this keep talking to people uh keep talking to sport i know that as we continue going on with time we're probably going to meet new fighters there's going to be new young people coming up in the game and we can't wait to talk to everybody as they start stepping into this sport and there's gonna i know there's gonna be more opportunities after all this covid stuff is over there's gonna be more opportunities for our fighters there's gonna be more opportunities to there's gonna be more wins there's gonna be more titles there's gonna be a lot of great stuff happening for the uh for us muay thai so uh we're happy and we will be a part of that always so thank you guys for listening so um with that all said, guys, um, our social media, as you can see there at the ticker on the bottom, if you, are, if you are watching the podcast on YouTube, we are available on YouTube. Um, and our social media is at Striking Corner on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our website is strikingcorner.com. As for my personal Instagram, you can catch me at Eric Rivera underscore TSC. Vinny, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can get in touch with me on Instagram at Vinny Scotto or email Vinny at strikingcorner.com. Awesome, man. So, you know, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, we are also available, like we said, on YouTube, but we're available where all podcasts are found. And uh, if you can, please do us a favor, leave us a rating. If you guys that follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, uh, leave us a comment. It helps us grow within um, Apple Podcasts, which is the largest podcast database and helps us grow within their library. But with that said, guys, thank you for the support through all these episodes. And we'll continue talking to you. And uh, Vinny will continue talking shit to me on the podcast, which I know you guys enjoy. And that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk again soon. You've been listening to The Striking Corner with Eric Rivera and Vinny Scotto.